Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we do each and every Wednesday, most Wednesdays, not even really most Wednesdays, but we like we like to try to do each and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time, coming at you live today on this beautiful June 26th. I'm back out here in Big Springs, Texas, out here working. You know, back to the grind. So I've been looking forward to talking a little boxing today. Um, But when I went and looked to see exactly what was going on this weekend, seems like it's going to be a lot of showcases going down. Another showcase Saturday, a couple of defenses, a little hometown cooking, little you know, a little hometown kickoff for one of the best fighting brothers to ever do it in the game. But not too much going on when it comes to, you know, big-time boxing. But we get to see some some guys, you know, get the rust off. Some guys have been getting ducked, fight some bums. And, uh, you know, like I said, a, a homecoming for one of, one of the brothers. And there's also a little news we can talk about, fights that might be announced. WBO making mandatory, uh, and I had a question for the group to end the day. Um, when I say group, I mean the fam, and we got the fam on right now. So I'll go ahead and take out there. We're gonna start with my with the Central Valley of California. So my man, tag team partner, host of the main show. My man RC. RC, what's popping, man? Uh, hold on, RC. RC, what's popping, man? Oh yeah, nothing much, man. Just getting back from the gym. Got I'm freshening up and just starting to unwind right now here at the crib. Just chilling, man. Just lounging, bro. I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, yeah, well. Let's take it out there to a little su- little more southern, a little more south of R.C. to Southern California, out there to Inglewood, to my man J.P. J.P., what's popping out there, man? Oh, man, ain't nothing. Um, I'm excited about the close future, the, the future we have in boxing within the next month, two months. Holds a lot of big fights that I think will kind of spell out the welterweight division to some degree, you know, it's been over the past 
two to three years, the welterweight division, especially with the involvement of PBC, has been mired in a just a competitive like four, three, four or five guys at the top that have yet to really face each other. And now we got Pacquiao on this side of the street. So I think there are some interesting big fights coming up where we'll get some clarity. But as for this upcoming weekend, like you said, we'll just some showcases. But this is boxing. And we have recently seen showcases go wrong, so you never know what you'll get. I'm strapped in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now let's take it across the country to my man Janelle out there in NY. Probably somebody probably got him in the sharpshooter right now. Janelle, what's popping out there, man? <laughs> what's going on, guys? What's going on, guys? How is it going? Yeah. Oh, man. Nothing much, man. Getting ready to talk about these showcases, man, and a little news, man. So let's go ahead and hop into it, man. Um, well, First it, off, guys. you know let's we do, do we <laughs> we do get to we do get to uh, review a fight because there was a fight last Sunday. My man, you know our guy Jamel Charlo, Charlo took he took all all of his frustration out on Orhe Coda. Um, I don't know what the ref was thinking. The ref almost got this man killed. Um, in the third round, in the third round, uh, Charlo hit my man with the vicious right hand hook. He stood up, uh, uh, Coda dropped, he beat the count. He stood up in the corner. <laughs> it's like my man Booker T said, he, he, he stood up in the corner with his hands on, with his, uh, his elbow on the ropes. Like he was talking to a chick or something. You know, the ref told him. The ref didn't ask him to walk. He just asked him, was he okay? The man said, yes. He asked him, is he okay again? The referee said, yes. Usually the ref makes you walk to him. The ref didn't even care if he walked to him or not. He said, let's fight. Charlo ran at him, hit him with the jab, the right-hand snoozer. We've been getting a lot of knockouts this year, a lot of snoozers, and this was one of those. Mel Charlo showing that, you know, he's been keeping up this power. I want to see how many knockouts he's got over the last couple of fights. Uh, he's uh, got a knockout, a unanimous loss to Harrison. He did knock out Trouble. Before then, he was on a little one, two, three, four, four, four fight knockout. So he's back to his knockout tendencies. Last last knockout was that first round knockout against er- Erickson Lubin. But man, Charlo showing that he's hungry. You know, Harrison was in there looking scared, looking like he had a lump in his throat, looking like you know, like he needed a glass of water or some milk after he saw that knockout. I can't wait for him to be able to uh, avenge that loss against Harrison. But, man, A-plus for Charlo, man. Uh, He did his job. Third round, sleepage, not the TKO, not the the, just the knockout where the guy, you know, gets up and they have to wave it off. I'm talking about the sleepage where the eyes roll back to his head and it looks like he just tried to deadlift a 1,000 pounds. Snooze. Let's take it to my man RC, man. We usually get to review the fights on on uh, Sunday, but this was a Sunday night show. And uh, so, hey, how did you see this fight, man? And what do you, what kind of grade do you give Charlo, male Charlo? Funny that a referee gets under heat, as I just questioned that referee a week before on the Fury undercard with Sullivan Barrera and was it Jesse Hart? 
I was just talking about that referee, Jay Nady, and how he was the uh, just say a factor in the fight in itself. And I was really sickening to see this guy, you know, conduct his business as he did being a, you know, quote-unquote referee. Um, uh, you know, herky-jerky movement in the first round. Uh, making Charlo look a little, yeah, in fact, a little silly. Yeah, in fact, yeah, you text me like Charlo needed to step it up. Baby Charlo need, ain't looking good. That was you that was texting me, right? Right before the sleepage of the third round. Is that correct? Took him three rounds? That's crazy. It should have took him about three minutes at that. But, you know, <laughs> take him three rounds, okay. Yeah, he was looking real amateurish in there, man. I mean, just swinging all wild and just looking real silly. Having difficulties with a herky-jerky style like that. He's lucky Tony Harrison wasn't in the ring. But, uh, you know, hell of a knockout. Give him an A-plus on the knockout. Not on his performance total. But he looked really good. Uh, I thought if there was going to be more rounds like it looked in the first, it could have went a little bit longer. And, you know, Charlo would have looked pretty bad if it did go that long. But um, he did a good job. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to referee Jay Nady from here on out because that was one of the worst standing eight counts I've ever seen a man get not coming forward or nothing. Just just get in there, boy, and box. As we know before, he called Sullivan Barrera's son in a fight in a very condescending matter. But, uh, yeah, really good performance by little Charlo. Um, he's, uh, I'm, I can't say he's back like they're saying he's back you know, he just did what he was supposed to do. Gets a congratulatory, congratulatory from me. And uh, hopefully this fight with Harrison could come forward uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, hopefully, man. Um, Jamel Ironman Charlo, I didn't even really even know that he had an A-list of Ironman. I'm looking at it now. I remember them saying Ironman. But, yeah, Mel Charlo did his thing out there. You know, like you said, this was a – unorthodox fighter that we were watching not not in it not in his stance but he would go both way uh both ways no homo and he was doing a lot of herky jerky movement like he's saying <laughs> wild swing but he got but he got slept at the end of the day jp were you able to see my boy Melly mel charlo aka iron man do his thing and did you see harrison out there lips very ashy and a big lump in his throat eyes wide open after you saw that KO. I've seen it. Uh, I don't know how much we're supposed to take away from that performance. You know, he was fighting a sandwich maker, for all we know. I don't know anything about Koda. Koda. Um, But he did what he's supposed to do, spectacular knockout. Like you said, we've been seeing a lot of those lately. That, to me, is more due to the pairing of, of fighters. You know, the the margin and how good they are. Obviously, the sandwich maker versus Jamal Charlo, you know, you can't have a guy who probably has a a regular full-time job fighting a guy who trains for a living. You know what I mean? That's just too much of a difference. And I don't know if that's the case with Coda, but, you know, you're going to get these type of drastic knockouts because the margin as far as skill in a lot of these fights lately has been pretty drastic. But, um, like I said, I don't take very much away from it. If that was Tony Harrison in there last night, uh, it would have been a long night for, for Jamel, I believe, because 
like we've seen, he's not going to be able to come in there, kind of put his head down and, you know, just barge in there. Harrison's not going to allow that, and he's also going to be tagging him on the way in. He's counting on Jamel to do that. I've always said my biggest uh, critique about the Charlos is that they're very predictable. While, you know, they look the part of a slick black fighter, they are not very slick at all. They're black, but they ain't slick. I mean, it's a one-two jab and a right hand. That's pretty European in my estimation. You know, I mean, it's pretty basic attack, and it's in straight lines. They don't have much lateral movement. They're not fighting on their toes. Um, I think Maul counters better. Jamel probably the better attacker, but like I said, the attack is, to me, basic. It's not basic. It's very fundamentally sound, high-level fundamental, but it's predictable. And for a slick black fighter like Tony Harrison, that's where that slickness comes into play. And I think he, you know, it's, I'm, I was, look, I was psyched for the fight. Psyched. I hated when Harrison pulled out. Because like Harrison said, like Jamela said, this, this is real bad blood. He said, man, we got to love hate for each other. I respect, and this is Tony. Tony talking cash shit. What I like about this, like he's putting Jamel, he's making Jamel look stupid. Jamel, we, we're learning here, is not a trash talker. You know, Jamel has learned to just shut up and keep that choker chain on and kind of shut up because when it comes to the battle of words, he's not in the ballgame with Harrison, who I love. I think Harrison to, should be. Hey, what can you say to a guy that, that most people think lost and only him and his team think won the fight and all he says is, I beat you, and you're like, yeah, but you didn't beat me. What can you really say to that guy? That's true. When he's not going to give you, know, you the fact that he got it, that he really lost the fight. You know, you can't really say nothing see, to that guy. That's why, you know. But go ahead. My bad. I just wanted I think, to throw that out there. I mean, I don't think if I, I think you're saying, are you saying Harrison lost? Yes. I mean, that's what most people have Harrison taking that L. Now, here, here, here was the thing about that fight, you asked me. I don't believe Harrison lost. I also don't believe Harrison won. Now, if these were both, if Jamal, Jamel Charlo were not the champion and these were just two contenders, I may argue Harrison won. But being that Charlo was the champion, I felt that was the slimmest of margins where a champion lost his belt. You just don't see fights that fucking competitive and a champ loses his belt. So that's where I felt like Jamal got the short end, Jamel got the short end of the stick in that regard. But Harrison fought a damn good fight, and Jamal missed a, Jamel missed a lot of shots that night. A lot of shots, man. And, you know, Harrison, I think, got comfortable, more and more comfortable as the fight went on. But I'm super excited to see it. Um, the knockout, Jay Nady, hey, I think maybe it was said. And they got a memo, and they said, look, we need to get this guy's fucking cachet back. You know, he then took an L to a guy that none of us really, that wasn't really known. We need a nice knockout here and put him on a highlight reel and make something go viral and get his, get his status back, get people back checking for him, the Charlo brothers. You know, we, it's, a, it's a package deal with them too. They've yet to be separated in, from the other. There's still a package deal. That got to happen someday though. 
we go someday we got to figure out who's who and let that man be that man. But as for now, the brothers are supposed to both be still outstanding young lions, and one of them lost. So I think the knockout and 80 obviously letting that guy go back out there to die, to fucking die, was like, you know, a memo was hit and said, hey, if, if, if Jamil gets the knockdown and he gets up, let him go ahead and finish him off. I'm done, Willa. I feel you. Um, yeah, we are all looking forward to the Harrison fight. I don't know if they really wanted to put him over like that, but, you know, they did. Fox, Sunday night, you know, not too much, nothing is going on but baseball. I want to see how many people tuned in in that fight. Speaking of tuned in, we haven't, we haven't heard anything about those Fury numbers, have we? You know, Fury is supposed to take over America. You know, those numbers usually pop out. We found out that they were lying about the ticket sales. They were talking about 9,000. Come to find out it was more like 5,000, and they gave away 1,000 of them hoes. But that's neither here nor there. Let's take it to my man Janelle out there. I wish we saw him hating on the. No, we did get Crawford Khan. We didn't get Crawford and Khan. Hey, what's going on? I don't remember no Crawford Khan numbers. Hold on, hold, hold on, Janelle. I ain't brought you in yet. I ain't brought you in right yet. Let's take it to my man out there, Janelle, who I recently saw hating on another African American boxer, as usual, <laughs> on Facebook. But let's see what he has to say no, about this young no, brother from hating. Houston, Texas. Well, first, let me speak on the. Um, I think somebody said something about a prime Pacquiao versus a prime Crawford. I said if many Pacquiao was that. Going we talking about Charlo, though. What are you talking about, man? We ain't talking about you hating on the black man. No, nah, you said hating on the about Charlo. It was earlier. Mm-hmm. I wrote, and then you commented on me or whatever, and I was like, yo, Pacquiao on steroids, he beats Crawford. Back when Pacquiao was on roids, I think he beats Crawford. You know what I mean? You know, Pacquiao was on some serious roids back then. But um, to speak on the Charlo fight, I think it was better promotion that they didn't put him right in there with Harrison immediately. I mean, put him in someone that, oh, that was there to get you knocked understand, out. And you understand that Harrison dropped out the fight, right? That he was supposed to fight Harrison, and Harrison said he got hurt. He was supposed to fight Harrison on Sunday. Okay, I thought that they just uh, just got someone else just to make him look uh, 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 like a killer again and build up the fight. No, no. But even which way, no, Harrison, I, I think yeah. it's even which way I think it's even better for the ratings for the rematch because, I mean, I guess people see that Charlo still has that killer instinct and he still has the power there. And uh, and I think it's just better promotion anyway. I think the rematch is going to do better numbers. I'm I'm more looking forward to rematch now uh, than I was before. So it's like, you know what I mean? But, you know what I'm saying? I he did what he had to do, man. He knocked the guy out. Uh, or was a, you know, he, he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. As far as the Fury's numbers, it's like I said before, I don't care who you are, you need a dance partner in order to sell. You know what I'm saying? People say about Floyd, but Floyd had to have Cotto. I mean, I'm not Cotto, but he had to have Canelo. He had to have Pacquiao. He had to have McGregor to do historical numbers. It just is what it is. I don't care who you are. You have to have a dance partner. And, um, and Fury didn't have a good dance partner. But the fight with Wilder, I bet it does better than, than the first fight did. Because both guys you know what I'm saying? Oh, Fury looks like he's back to his old self again, or the form he was when he beat Gladimir. And Deontay Wilder is still a knockout artist. So it's like, I think, you know what I'm saying? And we all know Wilder's going to keep yeah. swinging until something lands. I think it's going to do even yeah. better numbers in the first fight. 
So it's like, I'm, but like I said, hey, you got to have a dance partner. I don't care who you are. You have to have a dance partner. I mean, when Floyd fought Berto, I mean, those numbers flopped something crazy. But when he fought McGregor and those guys, numbers were phenomenal because they had a good dance partner. It just says, it, it, I don't care who you are, you have to have somebody who has a name in order to sell. And that German guy didn't have a name. So it's like, it's just what yeah. it is. Yeah, definitely. And uh, to JP, they did about 961,000 views. It's, that was their average on that con. That came out a while ago. They're, they're not ducking these numbers. Only only people that seem to be ducking numbers is Fury and Eddie Hearn. And, you know, we didn't ex- expect them to do good, but, you know, they were lying about ticket sales and stuff. So I just want to see what all that's I mean, about. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> let's take it to let's take it to the um you know the preview section of the fights you know the show is usually for the previews of the upcoming fights this weekend and we've got a couple of defenses and a little uh first time home a first time hometown fight in the middleweight division but first off on friday we got a uh, richard comey the ibf lightweight champion who you know i was able to see fight in frisco I believe. I, I believe I saw him win his, yeah, against Issa Chiva, Chanavi, whoever that was, uh, out there in um, Frisco, Texas. And I saw him put in some work. Uh, Comey's looking real good. People thought maybe, you know, he was going to be fighting Lomachenko next. Um, but he said he had a broke hand, and he decided to fight old Ray Ber- Beltran, Ramundo Bertrand to defend his belt on Friday, you know, a little Friday night fight out there. It looked like in Telecula, so the Mexico somewhere. Um, Comey, I think, you know, he just won his belt. He, I believe he was out there crying after he won his belt, so I can understand. I always say, once you get that, that belt, that taste, and if you don't have no uh, rematch clause in your in your contract, Go ahead and get that showcase. Go ahead and the food of you got to the the pinnacle, not the pinnacle, but you've got to the mountaintops of your career. People dream about being world champion. It means so much to these guys. I don't mind you getting the belt and saying, Hey man, I'm not fighting the big dogs quite yet. I'm a I'm a um indulge in this championship for for a while until I start until I put it on the line. Hey, I give everybody one fight. This is Comey's one fight. Uh, Raymond uh, Ray Beltran, thirty-six and eight. He's coming off a a KO of uh, a Conda. Don't know who that is. This is out there in Fresno, out there in JP's. Uh, I mean, not JP in uh, RC's neck of the woods. And he lost to Pedraza. You know, he hasn't lost too many fights. He's lost one fight since he lost to Terrence Crawford. We saw him fight against Terrence Crawford for the WBO lightweight title back in 2014. So since two, since 2014, he's only lost one fight, and that was to Jose Pedraza at unanimous decision. So maybe this isn't just the weakest of the weakest competition, you know, Ray, uh, Ray Beltran, but this should be some easy work for Richard Comey. RC, Comey's got a little easy work on Friday, I believe. How do you see this fight, him against Ray Beltran? Um, well, 
is Ray Beltran an official citizen yet? I know that every time we see him fighting on ESPN, that's always a story they give out to us. Uh, this is Ray Beltran from like two years ago. Maybe I would, I think that he'd be able to get it to the cards. Uh, I like what I like what I've seen recently from uh, Richard Coleman. So looking at this fight, I just I can't get over the the loss that Ray Beltran had last where. Uh, and I think he was the Vegas favorite uh, by a pretty substantial margin. And, you know, he just got his ass whipped. He seems like he's at the end of the road for a fighter at that point in time where, you know, you've had the old family dog around for, you know, 20 years, but it can't see. It falls asleep while standing up. And, you know, you got to take him out back. You got to take him out back behind the, behind the, uh, out, the outhouse. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> put just have him look into the sunset and put a bullet in the back of his head, man. He's done. He's had his time. You know he was a champion Take just up. last year, right? Yeah. He had and the who did he beat for It was a joke who he beat was for vacant. the championship, too, though. Yeah, it was a joke yeah. who they, how he got that championship. He was fighting nobody. That boy, Mo- they were Moises. Him. Moises. Yeah. They were pushing him real hard. Those fights were showcased on ESPN. I, I, I remember watching those fights uh, with Beltran. And, I mean, like I said, he, he had a uh, – I mean, he's got, dog, he's got dog in him for sure. I mean, because the last fight he had, like I said, he's got his ass whooped. Even, but there's no quitting him. And we all know, like, throughout his career, he was always fighting for – He knocked the guy uh, out. Getting, his last fight, he knocked some Asian guy out. He got his ass whooped by Pedraza. Pedraza knocked his ass out. Yeah, that's when he fell off. I mean – Bro, I, I swear that he's he's done though, man. I mean, who was that Asian guy he knocked out? You say they all look. Oh, like, I don't know. But but they all but they I have, have no the idea. Same was I yeah, there after that? I ch- no, this is in Fresno. No, yeah, this yeah, this is in Fresno. Oriku. I don't know. This guy was coming out nineteen and oh, got smoked. Ray Beltran smoked must been his first. Must have been his first time in America, but um. No, nah, I checked out with Beltran, man. I checked out on that guy. And uh, I think that Richard Comey sleeps him within five this fight. I don't think he gets past five rounds. Uh, Comey really throws some heat. Uh, I know a lot of people think, look at the fight that he had <clears throat> with Robert Easter. But he's progressed since that fight. And I thought that he would have gave Lomachenko some problems moving forward if they were actually able to make that fight prior to his hand injury. So if all systems are good to go for Richard Comey, I see him getting Ray Beltran out of there, and it might be even earlier than five. I think Beltran is washed up, bro. It's um, he, he's he's past his time, way past his time, and you know sometimes this this is in all sports, not just necessarily boxing. You can look at it from a football, a college football analogy. I like to use when it comes to this kind of a matchup in boxing. It's hard when you are a Division One school and you play a Division two school and whoop their ass like you just did this Asian cat over here in Fresno, and then you go up and face a team that's in the top 25 when you're nowhere near the top 25. You're just a Division one school. So I think that he's going to get his ass whooped, and uh, I, I, I see him going to sleep. I don't see the referee um, not letting him continue. I think his, he's just not going to get up. I think Richard Comey puts him to sleep, sleep, five rounds. Sleep, sleep, five rounds. I like I like what I hear. You know, I am a fan of Comey. 
But we all know what I say about these guys from, uh, you know, from the motherland. You never really know with these guys. So Comey, but Comey uh-huh. gets a guy like Ray Beltran. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about that. I don't know if he sleeps. Ray Beltran, like I said, who, when did he, he ain't got slept. Beltran ain't got slept in a long time. He ain't got slept till, since 2008 against somebody nobody's heard of. But, you know, we'll see if Comey's knocking people out like that. Comey's 28-2 with uh, 25 KOs, so 32 years old. So we'll see what he's got. I, I think he'll probably, he'll probably, I don't think he'll sleep him, but he'll beat him up pretty good. Beltran being 38, old in the boxing game, you know, been through a lot of wars. Uh, you know, he'll probably be hanging it up after this. So uh, let's take it down there to JP, man, see what he got to say about the fight. JP, Richard Comey versus old Ray Beltran for uh, the IBF light weight title. Uh, good fight. I like it. <clears throat> like you said, Ray Beltran had held on to that belt for quite a while. I had seen Ray Beltran sometime last year get a gift decision over some African dude. But I know for sure I watched Ray Beltran lose and got a gift decision. I like the fight. I think it's competitive. And like you touched on, Willa, talking about our African brothers there, I think Comey will underwhelm, underperform, perform at the level of Ray Beltran, and it will be a great fight for that reason. Every time I've wanted to get on the board of Richard Comey, get on that wagon, he's let me down. After his fight with, uh, was it Robert Easter? I was high on him. I liked it. Then I don't know if it was Robert Easter or somebody else, but then he went on. Yeah, my lost. Yeah, I think then he went on, went on, and I believe lost. No, was that East? that was probably Easter? But no, had no, yeah, ball, it was Easter. He, he lost to Easter, then he backdoored and lost to a uh, Shakai of nobody's nobody's heard of. People were, people thought, yeah, people thought he won with Easter. It was a good fight, so we were high on him. All right, he might be the real deal. Then, yeah. And then went over yeah. there in a small-ass white ring. If y'all remember that fight, the ring was small as shit, and the floor, the mat was white. Dennis Shavikov is like five foot three. <clears throat> I'm thinking, okay, this is where Comey really takes control of the vision and go ahead and, you know, sews it up. And he lost. You know, or, or got a draw, one or the other, but he, he underperformed. And I think that's just going to be the, the verdict about him, and that that's what will make this fight good. He should be able to blow out um, Beltran. But the Africans, man, they're, they're pretty simplistic, and Comey is pretty simple. It's, it, he just The Africans really lack that fluidity. They always hold a strong right hand, and they're super durable and strong. You know, think, think Joshua Clotty. You know what I mean? This is this is the the, the cloth that uh, Comey has cut from. I believe they like from the same town and all that shit. But definitely think Joshua Clotty here, and they just lack that fluidity, that true athleticism. They're athletic, but they're not African American athletic. I don't know how that. I don't know, but that's what it is. But I will watch this fight. This will be a good fight to watch. 
Definitely Friday night ESPN should be going down. Janelle, let's see if Janelle sleep. Janelle, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hey. We need you talk. Why would he sleep? <laughs> hey, we remember last time this fool was asleep. Let's keep it real. We oh, heard yeah, him snoring. Yeah, Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> now nah, he ain't gonna lie. Nah, nah yo, I had, a, lie. I had a long, I had a long that time. I had a long yeah. day. Damn, I was snoring. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. Richard Comey versus Ray, Ray, Ray Beltran. Huh? Oh, yeah, I mean that's nothing new, man. Richard Comey, Ray Beltran, IBA lightweight title. How you see this one going, man? Uh, are you interested in this fight? I mean, I'm interested. I'm not gonna pick a winner, but I'm interested. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I think Beltran. Well, actually, I think Beltran definitely takes it. But um, of course, I'm gonna watch it. You know what I mean? You think Brett? You think Beltran's gonna pull the upset? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who's? I mean, I I was talking about Richard Beltran. Comey. Richard Cole is the Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not, not going to really pick a winner. I mean, because you know what I mean. But of course I'm. Of course I'm going to hey, watch. Man, you're it, supposed though. to be the boxing. You're supposed to be the boxing guru, dog. You ain't going to pick a winner. <laughs> Who you got? I'm not. I don't always pick winners because you know what I'm saying it is what it is. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody I'm else is pitching Richard. Uh, is pitching Kobe for the easy win. You're picking Ray Beltran. I'm doing two Beltran. things at once right now, so I was like, I'm doing two things at uh, once right okay. now, so that's like, like. All right, man. Well, I think we got it all. Janelle ain't going to make a pick. I think JP, no, JP you're saying, what, what were you saying? you saying Comey was going to win? Did you make a pick? Oh, fuck. No, I didn't. Let me. Um, I am going to take Beltran with a controversial decision. Majority, <laughs> majority win. Damn, yeah. this almost a racist pick right here. You, so y'all are saying, so y'all need to put money up because I think this is gonna be some kind of a, uh, some kind of upset. I'm thinking this is gonna be the showcase. It can't be no Richard big odds. It ain't no big odds. It ain't no. It can't yeah. be that highly in favor of Kome. Let me look it up. Let's I see what we're it. looking up. Kome, what's this guy's name? Beltran. Uh. Should be easy to look up. Uh, oh, yeah, it can't be, man. No folder. Maybe not. So, yeah, um, we'll check this. I think we're all going to check this fight out, see what's going on. Um, I, yeah, I think Comey is going to show up. Yeah, it should be easy work. You know, again, for for the championship, that guy, whoever he fought, uh, Komei wa- washed him out of there, man. Looked like Komei turned into an animal. I want to see that that animal in him. He's been TKO and everybody the last what three, four, last three fights. He's been sleeping people. He's been an animal. I think he'll still be an animal against a Ray Beltran. Lomachenko is a different story, but against a Ray Beltran, I think uh, Richard Komei is probably gonna beat his ass up and stop him with a TKO. In the later rounds, but hey man, fuck all that, fuck all that. On Saturday night on the zone, our man Boo Boo Demetrius Andrade will be will be putting up his WBO middleweight title against Selecki. I don't know how to say this guy's first name, but my man, uh, 
Andrade. He's been on his own, been talking a lot of noise. You know, Canelo's got the other three belts. Uh, and Selecki, no, Canelo has, no, Canelo's got two of the belts, right? Does Billy Joe Saunders have a belt? No, Billy Joe Saunders is up. No, Canelo's got three of the belts. Yeah, Canelo's got three of the Billy belts. Billy Ho? Uh, <laughs> Billy Ho? Yeah, but didn't he go up and fight? No, I think Billy he fights at, uh, Yeah, but I think he went up and fought somebody, right? I don't think he has. He, he no, did, he, he did. lost to Andrade. Yeah, he gave his belts up to Andrade because uh, because he he was out there cheating, <laughs> cheating. So we've got a guy, Boo Boo Andrade, who's fought nobody. You know, I'm looking at his uh, looking at his resume. He's fought nobody. Uh, right. Yeah, he was the WBA super welterweight title against Kolke, Uh super welter. Super, yeah, he's fought nobody at all. Like, I'm looking at, you know, Bubo Andrade, he looks good, but who has he fought? Nobody. Selecki, I think we've seen Selecki one time get knocked out by somebody, uh, Gabriel Rosado. No, he won that fight. So he's coming off a win against Rosado. Um Danny Jacobs, I think that's who we saw him fight. He lost unanimous decision against Danny Jacobs. He's fought the tougher competition. This guy, uh, Ciento Jr., he fought. Uh, so he's probably the more. He's got a little more. Uh, I don't know history in the ring, I guess, with his, as far as his resume. But I'm, I'm guessing he's going to get washed. Uh, RC, I'm looking at Andrade. You know, I thought he was good. I think he's good. But when I look at his Resume, he's fought absolutely nobody. Uh, let me just run these guys down. He fought. Akavos. Go ahead, run them down. Yeah, his last fight was against Akavos. No, who that is. Uh, it's because I don't want to fight him, uh, Fox, Jake Colke, uh, Willie Nelson. I guess Willie Nelson was is I was is I. At least I know who he is. Pontia. Brian Rose, he fought he fought Bonus Monterosin when he was okay. He he beat Bonus Monterosin when Bonus was uh, undefeated. So I guess that's a good win. I get I take that back. He hasn't fought anybody since 2013. But he's got a, I guess he's got a couple of wins. I guess that's where we think he's good. I, I remember it now. But RC, how do you see this fight? Does this guy Masahi Selecki got a chance against your boy Boo Boo? Before I go to that, I want to go to your naming of, of, of people that you say are absolutely nobody. You're a big Roy Jones fan, aren't you, Willie? Could you attest to being a Roy Jones fan throughout his career? Throughout his career, yes, I could be. Yeah, I would say that. Okay. Fan of Roy Jones. One of my favorite okay. fighters. Because one, one of my favorite, favorite fighters as well. One of my favorite fighters as well. And he says, they say that I ain't fight nobody. It's just because I make them look like nobody. And that's the same thing that's going down with Boo Boo Andrade. The A-team. And I wish this fight didn't happen with Sulecki. I wish the zone would have said, you know what, just uh, give him some, some step-aside money so we could throw Boo Boo in there right away with Canelo. And I just knew that they couldn't do that. They're too far into their their, their whole deal that they have as far as the presses and all the you know stuff being put out already with the fight happening. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. 
So I was just hoping they could have got that one out of the way a little a little quicker. But, um, you know, uh, regardless, Selecki's got to get in there. He's got to get that work. And I think he uh, will be fair opposition for the first uh, – for the first half of the fight, I don't, I don't think that Andrade is going to get him out of there too early. You know, want to get some rounds in. You want, you want to go out there and look good, all that good stuff. I mean, that shit. You know, Andrade, I, I like what Andrade could do in there, man. I, every time I see this guy, he might not be for. Uh, I mean, if for the casual fan base who are the Canelo fans, they're probably looking at it like, I don't want to see this guy get in there, at Canelo. You know, but then they probably don't want to see Triple G either. I don't know who they got on their list, but one way or another, come hell, come fire, come all that, Canelo's got to see this man. And I don't know if Canelo will be very happy if Selecki wins this fight because that would mean easy work in the down the road for Canelo. And I can see it now. Canelo Selecki, Mexican Independence Day, September 13th. You won't catch me nowhere near a TV screen for that. But as for this fight, I got Boo Boo Andrade in 10 rounds. Getting Selecki out of there. And looking damn good throughout the entire fight. All right, JP, we've got uh, Demetrius Andrade against Selecki for his WBO middleweight title. You know, Selecki's, we got to remember, Selecki's only loss was one of those losses where we saw where I saw that Danny Jacobs wasn't really the real deal like people thought he was. Uh, one of those guys where he came off the Triple G fight, I believe, and Selecki was one of those guys where Danny Jacobs was looking, you know, a guy we thought he should have got out of there early. <clears throat> will Boo Boo Andrade be able to get this guy to here, or will he go all 12 like Daniel Jacobs did? Oh, my bad, JP. I'm tripping. He'll go on 12. He'll go all 12. I've never been too high on Andrade. He's just kind of been around for the past five to seven years, just fighting kind of nobody for whatever reasons. I have no idea, you know, whether it be his promotion or whatever it's been. This guy has just not been in any fights we care about. He's just been around. So, I'm not going to care until he makes me care. And Selecki, you know, I, I know of him. I do remember the Jacobs fight. He's nobody that, you know, has a, a big tick on my radar. But, you know, I'll watch the fight. Let me see if I can see something out of either of these guys. But Andrade has just been someone who's made me disinterested with his lack of involvement in competition and guys we want to see. So, but I'll be I'll be tuned in. Definitely, definitely. Let's see if Janelle's got anything on this fight. Andrade, Andrade, uh, uh, watching them easy work for Andrade. As far as him not fighting nobody, that's what I'm talking let's not about. Forget, uh, Triple G didn't want to fight him. Um, let's not forget that. Now he's been chasing the fight against top dogs at middleweight of some time now. Uh, Triple G refused to fight him and saying about how. Um, he said something about how he's not interested in Jacobs or Andrade, that he wants only Canelo. I mean, of course, Canelo is the big payday, but, of course, he fights Andrade and lose to Andrade. Of course, Canelo fights out the window, so it's like, you know, it's, 
Hey, the guy's a problem for anybody at 160, man. I truly believe that. I mean, a high-risk, low-reward kind of a fight, you know what I mean? But, hey, guys don't want to fight the guy. So, I'm going to say that he don't fight anybody. It's just like, hey, he's fighting whoever he can fight. I think he will take on anybody else. Uh, didn't Billy hold something duck him a long time ago? Oh, he refused well, they to were fight supposed to fight. He failed a drug test. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I was thinking about uh, Jacobs is what Billy Joe they didn't want to fight. But like I said, man, guys, don't you know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, he was set to fight Billy Ho. You know what I'm saying? But that shit, you know, and, uh, Billy Joe. Hey, the guy's willing to, hey, the guy's willing. I'm taking off a of Willow right now. He's Billy Ho. <laughs> I got you know what I mean? Hey, I can't. I know Willow. Uh, hey, man. Willa's forgetful. Hey, the guy's a problem for anybody at 160. I truly believe that. I believe he couldn't. You know, I believe you know, he'll hang with all mm-hmm. the other best of them at 160. It's like you know what I mean. But the guys just yep. haven't had that that signature fight yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He hasn't but had a chance to prove it. I think. Yeah. No, people have ducked him though. He's been he's been talking. He's been said on record like he's willing to, to go at some of these guys like Triple G when everybody believed Triple G was still a monster. And I've never yeah. been fooled on. On that shit, he's he's been trying to get those fights, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't. And it wasn't because he was a, ducking anybody. Definitely wanted to, wanted smoke, but you know. Well, that's what they were saying about Danny Jacobs, and then he went out there and got washed by Canelo. So you you never know until these guys fight anybody. But he did he didn't get washed. And what we thought? Why? He didn't get washed. Boy, that same note. Hey, Triple G didn't want to rematch. Uh, Triple G didn't want to rematch with Jacobs actually, so it's like I mean he was the boogie. I mean, I mean I mean he he was a low risk reward kind of a fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, low risk. I mean yeah, medium risk, low reward. I, that's what I, I think. But we'll, no, no, but we'll I, see with Andrade. High risk, low we don't reward. know that yet. We don't we don't know I that truly, about please. Andrade yet. Hopefully, I mean we that's what we don't know. We've got to believe. You believe he does. I think. Uh, RC believes he does. Um, I don't. JP, I don't know. Do you believe he's? A, do you believe he has the skill? We know he hasn't proved it, but do you believe, do you believe that he's a guy that is upper echelon fighter? No, I'm not really sold. I can't say that I'm sold on him. You still got to show me, so I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm not really sold. I'm not sold at all either. So we just got to see. But he's out there. He's doing a lot of talking. He, he seems like he's a fun. You know, a guy, he's got a good uh, a, a good character about him. So, you know, hopefully he get. I mean, he he should get this win. Selecki went all 12 with Jacobs. I'm going a, I'm to a judge this off of that. This is, you know, that's why I'm going to go. He's going to win. I'm going to see what fashion he wins, and I'm going to judge that off of what Jacobs did because that's who we saw Selecki lose to. So, on to the next. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. You know, we talked about. Young Melly Mel, Iron Man, Charlo to begin the show. Now it's time to talk about the big brother, I think one minute older, Big Maul, the hitman Charlo, 27-0, 21 knockouts, coming home out here. Well, not out here, but out there in Houston, Texas at the NRG Arena. You know, not the stadium, but the arena, you know. He ain't that big yet, but hopefully he can get there. We're talking about people getting ducked. This is one of the most ducked guys on the scene. 
but he's doing a middleweight fight against some guy named Brandon Adams, 21-2, and two, uh, 13 KOs. This should be a super showcase. We got to see one Charlo sleep. We're going to see two Charlo sleepages within a week of each other. I'm looking forward to watching this, looking forward to jumping out my teeth when the guy's out there zing, sleeping. And I think that's what exactly we're going to see. And I'm not mad at uh, Charlo for fighting this guy, Brandon Adams. Nobody wants to fight him. Nobody. So when Janelle comes on here talking about he's not fighting anybody, just remember exactly what he said against uh, uh, for Andrade. But before then, RC, Big Maul about to drop Brandon Adams on Saturday night. What round do you think is going down there? I'm going to go with three, just like his brother. Got to get it in three. Three for three. They doing all chips all with the dip. And shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, chips with the dip. You know what time it is. Yeah, I think he's going to get him out of there early, man. Uh, I, I I haven't heard about too much of his, comp- of his opposition, but given the fact that it is a showcase fight, and I'm sure he's feeling uh, not like he would feel – uh, worse or feel any less of himself if his brother had, let's say, struggled in a fight or, God forbid, say he lost his last fight. I think that his uh, his spirits as high as his other half is, and I think that it'll elevate him to put on a fantastic showcase for himself uh, coming into this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I think I'm going to pick the fourth. I'm going to go with the fourth round, fourth round sleepage. Uh, JP, what round do you think Charlo's going to get, going to drop that bomb in on Saturday night? Uh, I just want to see him, man. I like seeing big dogs. For some reason, I like seeing big dogs for some reason. Um, Let's say four, you know. And this, this is a dude I'm ready to see fight somebody too, man. These Charlos been around for a while. They've been groomed and groomed and groomed. You know, they fucking young lions. Well, that lion's mane has been combed and groomed for a long time. I'm ready to see you motherfuckers start fighting some significant fights. So let's go. They've been, they've been making let's a lot go. of noise, haven't they, JP? Yeah, a lot of noise. And, and, and I mean that. Yeah. In, Literal and literally, I don't mean that figuratively. I mean yeah. that literally. A lot of mouth. <laughs> yeah, a lot of noise. <laughs> a lot of noise. Remember, we we must remember that uh, Big Mall Charlo is undefeated. He was the, the super welterweight, the IBF super welterweight champ. Came up, been calling everybody out. Been the WBC uh, mandatory for a, a, a long time, but he has no belt and. Canelo has the belt, and he's not fighting anybody like that, and nobody else wants to well, fight. What happened, what, happened, so, what happened to the time when when Jacobs ran up on him? He got real quiet because they they both don't. As his brother showed oh, you, they don't talk oh, noise. Got him. They, got they him. don't. They don't never got talk him. noise. Nah, bullshit. I'm not worried about it. Jacobs. <laughs> Jacobs has two. Jacobs has two. Two L's, man. Ain't nobody worried about Danny Jacobs. Let's go ahead. I I hear him chiming oh. in. Janelle, what round do you think 
shot. I, I, I bet you think it's going to go all 12, knowing the hatred in your heart. What, what do you see in this fight? <laughs> Who did I draw this? Charlo versus oh, Brandon Adams. What round? <laughs> fuck that. Charlo gets slapped in five rounds. No, 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 fuck, yeah. I'm fucking, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> there ain't, ain't, no, ain't no hate here. I mean, like I say, I'm mean, about, about to turn into sugar with that mute button, you know, watch out now. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to let them go, ain't no man, here. and record it. All I'm saying Bring it back is the Charlo's just strength and athleticism. That's all he got. I don't think neither guy will be, ever be elite fighters, honestly. And they're just strength well, and athleticism. We, but, and huh? I mean, Charlo definitely wins this fight. You know what I mean? He's not fighting anybody, like, to be worried about. You know what I mean? I think he puts him away in five, six rounds. Hey, where's Linwood, California? Hmm. Say what? Linwood. Uh, Linwood's about ten. Linwood's about ten minutes from me. Ten minutes. Okay, over. so this is Houston, LA. This is a Houston, LA thing. So yeah, <laughs> Mel's about to sleep, y'all. Yeah. Just like the Rockets, yeah. it's better than all them bum ass teams out there. <laughs> like the Strohs, got y'all niggas out of there in the goddamn World Series. But the hey, Strohs, ain't that a bitch? Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, that's neither here nor there, man. Let's take it to the news. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Hey, there's been a, a little talk that one of my one of my guys, a guy that I have so much love for, but so much uh, disappointment in, a guy that does a lot of talking, a guy that makes a lot of noise, a guy that's one of the biggest names in boxing, so he's able to stay around. And that's what Adrian Broner's doing. He's staying around. Looks like he might get a fight with Lee Selby, uh, UK guy, 27-0. Got us pretty good. Been in some wars. We saw him lose a split decision not too long ago against Josh Warrington. Um, I don't know exactly what weight because he's a, a lightweight. Um, but Broner's still out here making them checks, man. Uh, RC, we got, you know, I know both me and you are about the same on Broner. We got a lot of love for him, but he also fucks up all the time. But as we see, like Amir Khan, he's a big name in the game, and he could always, seems like he could always get a fight. Is this a good look for him to go in there against Lee Shelby, who can fight, who's, you know, who isn't bad at all? Uh, I say sure. Why not? Now, normally I wouldn't be I would be against a fight like this because Adrian Broner should be definitely getting bigger competition than Lee Selby because Lee Selby was a fighter at 125 who moved up to 130, who's never even fought at 135, and this fight will be at 140, I believe the last time I checked. Uh, so oh, what we got wow. on our hands, gentlemen? What we got on our hands, gentlemen? Is another as another situation like Saddam Ali against Jaime Munguia, except they're a little bit smaller. And I'm okay with it because I never liked Lee Selby. I posted on 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 the Grind Boxing Facebook page for those who remember back in 2015. Uh, Lee Selby had a performance it was a, a, a fight overseas. 
I believe it was on the undercard. I could be wrong on this, but I think it was on the undercard for, uh, uh, was it Carl Frotch? And uh, I know it was a Frotch undercard against uh, Pacey. I'm figuring what his name is right now off the top of my head. Um, Groves. But it was, I think it was the Groves Frotch fight. I think that's what it was. It was he was on an undercard, and uh, he had won a fight. And uh, he was just real cocky with his uh, entrance and uh, posture and, and, and things that he had said afterwards. I'm sure Green was hating on him pretty hard. You know, he was calling him a wigger and all this. And, you know, he couldn't he, – he was real excited to see him get his ass – or he was looking forward to seeing him get his ass whipped one day. So I figure, you know, I know boxing's a hard place right now for sure, Green with, you know, Deontay Wilder being a heavyweight champ. Joshua's errors over to a fat dope boy. Um, Sergey Kovalev lost to Andre Ward. Uh, you know, the list goes on. But I know he's going to be a happy man if he sees this fight, which I've seen that it is scheduled to be somewhere in November, I think what Broner was talking about on Twitter. But, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to say other than the fact that besides going down memory lane, we got a guy who was a fighter at 125 and then moved to 130 and never seen 135 and is going to 140 against Adrian Broner, who we might say, we might know he's he's been known to fuck up time and time and time again, but he don't fuck up when he's fighting little guys. When Broner gets a chance to bully Alex Verdia, see what happened to him, and I expect that same kind of performance except Lee Selby will get sparked and it will be very very bad. Broner's going to look phenomenal in this fight, but what's that saying? Just like we were talking about with uh, Jamel Charlo earlier against Jorge Cotta. What's that saying? At least the guy's in the same division. This one is going to be, you know, this one's going to be like Conor McGregor used to say, um, uh, an Irish gorilla against a gazelle. It's going to be something like that. I think this is going to be pretty bad for Lee Selby. Hopefully he gets his, uh, hopefully he gets his medical insurance. Uh, and all that good stuff set up right fast because he he's going to need it. Broner is not the heaviest-handed fighter. We all know that. But Lee Selby is just too small to compete with the likes of Adrian Broner, who's known to, you know, probably be at 160 on fight night. You know, on fight night, Broner, he definitely puts on some weight. So I think this one's going to be bad for Lee Selby. Yeah, sounds like it. JP, what do you, what do you think about this news of Broner versus Lee Selby for the, in this, this fall? I just think it's sad, man. You know, Broner, to me, Broner is still the most marketable fighter in boxing. You know, Tyson Fury went over to ESPN based on the premise that he would be easy, he'd be an easy sell to casual fans. And you see all the theatrics they had to pull out their ass to sell Tyson Fury. I mean, you had you were short of having dancing midgets and a fucking, you know, he going to need a choreographer for the next one, man. You know, it's like a Beyonce concert. You know, Adrian Broner was like electric, but his his skill could never live up to it, unfortunately, man. I, 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 I daydream sometimes about if Adrian Broner were the, the undisputed champ or something, you know what I mean, like, and, and could talk that shit. And back it up. Because he naturally made people hate him. 
but it was love hate. And that's what you that's that's the sell sell. I always say, if you can get both sides of the spectrum, you gotta have the love and you gotta have the hate. And that's what ain't nobody today got. See Mayweather had that. He had the love. See, lukewarm, that's the problem with uh Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford. They lukewarm. Now, I'll take you biblically for a second. God said, if you lukewarm to me, I'll spit you out my mouth. You can't be lukewarm, man. You either need to be loved or hated. And when you become the superstar, you're both. The pay-per-view king, the lineage goes from love to hate. I mean, from Oscar, Oscar was loved and he was hated. Floyd, extreme polarism. And that's the problem with your Errol Spences and your, your Terrence Crawford. It's like, yeah, we like him in the story. But Adrian Broner, he was the guy that had that polar effect to the extreme. In 2000, I'd say, what, 12? Whatever, when he came off that Eloy Perez uppercut, this guy was arguably one of the hottest things rising in sports. You know, man, we, we've seen nothing but greatness. His athleticism looked apart. His power looked apart. He, had, he was getting his hair, he was getting the waves brushed, loving everything about it, cringeworthy, everything, everything that sells. Make you hate him, make you love him. You don't want your kids to see him, but you can't get enough. All those things, man. And um, he just couldn't live up to it. And unfortunately now we're scratching the bottom of the barrel, trying to figure out how to get a victory here. You know, we're trying to figure out how to get this guy a victory. And I think Lee Selby going to give him hell, unfortunately. Because Lee Selby ain't no standstill target. You know what they call him, the, the, the Welsh Mayweather? You know, something like that. You know, Lee Selby got skills. And Adrian just hasn't shown that he can beat anybody that we care about. And that's unfortunate for us, and it's unfortunate for him. I think for him it has to be really tough, but I thought he'd fall under that scrutiny because Adrian kick it with the boys. You know, Adrian kick it with the Charlos, Errol, all them dogs out there. He and the crew with a choker chain, even the choker chain crew. How are you going to kick it with the choker chain crew and you let Mikey Garcia whoop your ass? You can't kick it with the choker chain crew. So, Adrian, it has to have been hard on him, but he's had to man up, I'm sure, just to be be showing his face at this point. Because, like as we know, man, when you, when you come with all this bravado, you got to be untouchable. That's the thing about you, you take the Mayweather model, you got to be untouchable. You can't only have the polarism of love and hate. You got to also be untouchable. I mean, this guy is way too touchable. Um but the Lee Selby fight, to me, symbolizes the gravy train coming to its last station, coming to its end. Maybe if he could get some kind of spectacular victory here. My thing, if he doesn't, if he just hangs tough and loses or barely wins, whatever, throw him to Crawford. Let him go across the network lines. Let him go across the promotional lines. And let's get that fight and have some fun with that. But at this point, Especially if he goes on to barely squeak it out or lose He can't beat anyone So we might as well take the biggest spectacle fight And I'm sure top ranking all those suckers over there With that low inventory would love to have them So, yeah man 
it's unfortunate. It's a sad day. I feel like we're scratching the bottom of the barrel. I mean, Lee Selby, of all people, goddamn, we can't find nobody else. But that's what it is. That That is what you it know, is. You know, J.P., you know, JP, real quick, they, uh, speaking of top rank and all that, they've been talking about my boy Jose Ramirez and Adrian Broner for a little while now. Uh, that's been, uh, it's been rumored around. They've had a little face-to-face, and uh, Jose Ramirez's new trainer, Joel Diaz, obviously has familiar, yeah. familiarity with Adrian Broner, you know, with the Maidana and all that stuff. I don't know, man. That Not might be down money. the road for Adrian as well. Not enough money. Yeah, he's got to worry about Hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, I but worry. even for Adrian, it's a, you can serve Adrian up for a, uh, about five million to Crawford. Why fight fucking Ramirez for what a mil if you can get it and still lose possibly? So you because might Crawford will fucking kill cash out. Crawford will kill Adrian. <laughs> Adrian won't be marketable yeah. ever again if he fights against Crawford. And then plus Adrian's got well, history with Mexican. You telling me he can't get a, get a Mexican Mexican crowd hyped up for that? You know? Oh, it'll be great. Yeah, you got a they're point be, there. They're gonna be up. You got a point. They're gonna be upset after Ramirez loses to Hooker, so they'll be looking for revenge. That might be a a good fight. Broner, twenty nine years old. He seems like he's older. Still such a young man in the game, but uh, coming off of his loss to Manny Pacquiao, a draw to Vargas, a loss to Mikey Garcia. Last one was two years ago against Granados, and that was a split decision win. That was a close one. So, Broner might be, you know, he might have peaked out. Body got too big, going back down to 140. Let's see if he can make if he can make that make that weight. We'll see how that goes. But you know, I'm always a fan of Broner. I want to see him win. I want to see him do good. So, we'll see where this all goes. Uh, Janelle, your thoughts on Broner versus Shelby? I agree with everything fucking uh, JP said. I agree with everything JP said. Uh, again, I think Broner's problem is that he moved up too fast. I think he should have groomed himself at the lighter weight. You know, I mean, he allowed himself to blow up in between fights, and and that's what happened. And honestly, you know, what I'm saying, I can see that same fate kind of happening with Spence. Man, Spence is out there drinking. He's blowing up. You see how big he looks right now. He's walking fucking 180. You know, I mean. It's like, you know, before you know, he's not going to make 140. By the time next year, uh, Spence won't be able to make 147 anymore. And he's going to outgrow his division a little too fast. But Broner should have groomed himself more at the lighter weights, like Terrence Crawford did, like Canelo did. He groomed himself, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to jump up and wait too fast. And, I mean, he got smacked in the face with reality when he fought a guy like Madonna who just uh, literally overpowered him. And then he couldn't get back down to 135 or – you know, he was being too stubborn to diet properly or whatever. If you disrespect the sport of boxing, it's going to punch you in the face. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what happened to him. You know what I mean? If you see guys who took their career seriously, like Hopkins, who went into camp only a couple pounds overweight when he fought at 160, he'll go into camp at like 165. And you know what I'm saying? He had a serious all-year-round diet. You know what I mean? This is why the guy was able to fight to was in his late 40s. And still be effective, you know what I'm saying? And it's like mid 40s, man. He was still like one of the best out there, uh, pound for pound. So it's like, you know I mean, you know, it's in boxing, just like slap Broner in the face. He got slapped in the face with reality. As far as this fight coming up, um, I mean, I'm going for Broner. I mean, I like the guy, especially in his prime. I thought he was really 
He was a good ambassador for the sport. He was a guy that actually put seats in the arenas. I know I said before about how you have to have a dance partner. I guess I kind of stand correct with Bruno because Bruno was selling seats. I mean, he was selling arenas when he fought guys that were nobodies at the lighting weights. But the fact that he was such a good knockout artist, he was a good finisher, a good body puncher. I mean, he put asses in seats, man. Even to this day, man, the guy puts asses in seats. You know what I'm saying? That whole love-hate uh, relationship or hate relationship or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope he can pull it off. And, and, also you know eyes, and, and also eyes to the television screen, according to the Nielsen numbers. Exactly. Look, man, niggas ain't got behind niggas ain't got behind another nigga since Obama. Like niggas was getting behind AB because he had that he had that feel to it. <laughs> well, he brought really up, you know, it's hard it's hard to get us out to the stadium and to the arena. We got the TV shit on lock. Look, man, they didn't dedicate a VH1 to to black people viewership. Idiot TV, you know, basketball-wise, all these bitches going to lunch and pouring drinks on each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's how much we watch fucking TV. But to get us to come out to that goddamn stadium and get off from these fucked-up jobs and then go back out and fuck around, it take a lot. But we was doing that shit for A.B. And he the last nigga to get us to move like that. Errol, I don't know, he might got it in, he might got it up in uh, Texas. But I think Arrow is very regional right now. Maybe New York, but out here in L.A., I don't know if Arrow moving the bruv like that out here like that. You know, and that's just keeping 100, but everybody knew who A.B. was. Niggas was fucking with that shit. No, yeah, most definitely. When you're a four-time champion, that's, uh, you know, that, that brings a lot of weight with you. And the way he used to be, he, he used to look great, man. When he was in the younger, I mean, the smaller division, he was a beast, man. And he still is on the mic. He makes these meme moments. He's very, he's very in tune and with the social media. So he ain't going nowhere anytime soon at 29 years old. As long as he doesn't get whooped again by by anybody, he could be, uh, he could be but, making these meme moments, making his money against these little you know dudes. What? I'm gonna call something right now. Broner's not gonna make 140. I'm calling it right now. He's gonna he's gonna miss the weight on the scale. He's gonna miss the weight. I'm I'm calling it right now. He's not making 140. You know what I mean? No, definitely. I, I, you know I mean, he's gonna miss the weight. It's like 147. The guys are fucking too big for him. They they they're too big and too powerful there for him. So it's like I mean, Kevin Cunningham. I think uh, AB has slowly improved over these two fights with Cunningham. So you know, man, maybe there's still some hope. Look, man, I'm. I, I, look, this guy's been great. I, I hope nothing but the best, just for myself personally. I don't even care about nobody else. I want him. And if he maybe Kevin Cunningham can do something with him, man, he's looked a little better, right? Or am I tripping? No, tripping. yeah, he's he, he's no, he's been coming in in shape. No, most definitely. Him and Tate been training, and he's been coming in in shape. But so, uh, yeah, I I questioned also his him making one forty. We'll see if he can make it. He might be, you know. You're right. He's been him and uh, Tank Davis been with Cunningham doing some work, and it seems like Broner he takes his his training seriously. Uh, usually, you know, he never comes in looking I mean, crazy. In between fights, he blows up. The That's fight. the problem, though. In between no, fights, no, we, he blows up is the problem. 
I mean, that's the problem yeah. with them. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? The guy's all chubby as hell going into camp. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? I mean, I mean, He's making- oh, man. I mean, hey, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I, don't know. Right. I think what? he was the waste of potential. He was the waste of potential, basically. I mean, if he'd have groomed himself at the lighter weights, I'm mean, the 10. He, he was, was on four. at 130 and 135. If he'd have groomed himself, I'm mean, the guy could be literally legit right now. He could be like one of the top pound pound fighters had he groomed himself at the lighter weights. But I didn't jump up too fast. I'm mean, the knockout yeah. streak. And to think on, about. He had like the best knockout percentage in boxing between him and Triple G at the time. I mean, he was a vicious body puncher. And when he did let his hands go, it was actually one of the best sights in boxing. You know what I mean? Because his hand speed and the way he places punches properly. But like I said, man, I mean, I, I mean, he, he, uh, uh, jump up too fast. Shit like that happens. That kind of ruins – it ruins a lot of careers, man. It, it ruins a lot of careers. And it did with him. Well, yeah, just to, just to think, man. We're saying that his career was ruined and he's a four – Four-time division champ, but we'll see how that goes. On to the next. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Man, we only was gonna do an hour and thirty minutes, so I'm gonna do this little quick hits, real quick, man. Three little topics. Get go to the team, see what they think about it. Uh, Usyk, somehow he jumped up. He's a mandatory for the WBO heavyweight. That's a slap in the face Uh, of boxing, man. We'll see. Uh, yeah, well, I, I wanted. That's what I want to know. How how did he jump up like that over guys that's been hustling? And can he can he give the can he give these heavyweights any work? A little go talk. Canelo talks about moving up to Kovalev to fight Kovalev. We see that going. And uh, Manny, I want to ask you guys: Is Manny up to his old tricks? No body testing. Janelle was talking about Manny on roids and how he's going to look good. If Manny can go back in the hands of time, does he have a better chance with this Novada testing against Keith Thurman? RC, I real think they quick, added man. testing. You think they added testing? Yeah, I've seen a quick headline, if I'm not mistaken, that testing has been added. But don't quote okay. me on that. That's some Twitter shit I've seen. Okay, well, how do you think? What do you think about Usyk? And uh, Canelo fighting Kovalev. Oh, uh, wow. shit, man. To me, uh, my bad. Go ahead, RC. I, I didn't know if he was going to me or if he was, I don't know what, what the deal was on that. Um, but real quick, if there was no body testing, then I want to know if uh, Keith Thurman knew about that before he bet on himself. He said he bet on himself, what, rounds one, two, and three, something like that. So, I don't know. I, I find it kind of strange for a guy to be so high on a knockout when he couldn't even get Josecito Lopez out of there. Uh, what did it go, 12 rounds? I mean, uh, I don't know. I know it's a what have you done for me lately type of business in all aspects of com- of combat sports. Like, oh, but he didn't finish it. He looked like shit the last fight, brother. But, you know, I'm not I'm not 100% sure how that's going to go. Uh, but it is kind of, I guess, you know, you know, it, I'm pretty sure Seattle Science Fears got to be ringing right now because we're talking about Bronner and then now Pacquiao Vada testing. Pacquiao, looks, they did a, a 2009 photo of him and then a 2019 photo. It looks exactly the same. Dude's still chopped up a little bit. Looks like he's in pretty good shape. I don't know. Uh, it'd be, it'd yeah, be, so uh, they will be doing testing. They say uh, despite the fears and the contrary, Pacquiao's world title clash with Keith Thurman 
does have active drug testing, but it probably just Nevada testing. Probably something that Manny could. Uh, Nevada is commissioning is using a Nevada style Nevada te- style testing. Uh, you know what that means? Oh, oh Usada again? Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, we'll there's something that, that goes, Manny man. can probably pay. Manny's gonna ah, be at peak form. That, Manny at peak be, form against Thurman. Hey, that's something to be. Hey, we're gonna see something. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to go into the the digging that Will is going to right there with the, the up to his old tricks and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I guess it was a two part because you asked about uh, Usyk going up in heavyweight, right? Yeah, Usyk WBL mandatory challenger. How do you feel about that? First of all, how did how is he the mandatory challenger? Guys like Dillian White can't get can't get a fight. Yeah, because Dillian and can White he, ain't shit. And can he do something? Yeah. Yeah, I think he can, man. I think he can. I I doubted that little buck tooth. Uh, I, I doubted that gap tooth white boy for a while, man. But, hey, he's pretty, he's good, man. I, I, I like what I've seen from him, especially his last performance. Um, man, Usyk is the goods, bud. Only took him a handful, two handfuls, close to three handfuls of fights to get to where he's at right now. Uh, unlike guys like Triple G, who took who needed 30 fights against nobodies and still fought nobodies to get to where he got, I mean, uh, yo man, I, I I can see it. You know, a guy moving up and getting in high contention, like like Andre Ward, for example. He didn't have to fight those three bums that he fought before he fought Sergey Kovalev. He could have been right in in the front line to be Sergey Kovalev's number one contender as soon as he decided to move up to light heavyweight. So similar situation. I think Usyk is the good, and he's shown that he is the good. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's arguably, you know, top five, maybe number five pound for pound rankings, but for sure he's top seven. So I mean, uh, you know, I'm not mad at the the uh, the jumping in the rankings and all that stuff over guys that we've seen lose like Dillian White and whatnot. So um, yeah, that's my take on it. I think he's the goods and. Him moving up should put him uh, automatically into contention with somebody, for sure. And also, real quick, what do you think about Canelo possibly moving up to fight the crusher, Kovalev? Well, Canelo beat the shit out of Sergey Kovalev. Canelo's best work is going to the body, and that's Sergey Kovalev's number one weakness. I already know what they're up to. They are not fooling me with that. <laughs> I feel you. I'm, I'm with you. J.P., that three little trifecta quick hitter. We think there will be some kind of testing, not Vada, but Vada style, which probably means Manny using his uh, diplomatic uh, immunity can probably some somehow get out of that wiggler's way out of, uh, you know, testing. So we might see a full-fledged Manny Pacquiao. Also, we got Usyk going up the heavyweight, coming to mandatory WBO, and also go talk Canelo. Fighting Kovalev, what do you think about those three things, my man? Uh, Manny, <clears throat> you know, whether he can cycle in some PEDs, it's a short cycle. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the last fight, who was his last fight? Broner? First, probably some yes. testing. But, but uh, Willow, go on, and, go on and break out that Canelo box wreck right now because I, I, I'm going to have some smoke for you. So I'm gonna give you some time for that. Uh-oh. But um, uh, so but Manny, man, look, I'm out here right now. Preliminarily, now I'm fifty-fifty on this fight because if we're looking at 
the recent performances of these two men. Look, I think we've canceled man. We've canceled Manny in our own minds. After the Mayweather fight, they were both dead to us. But Manny has gone on to be in a fucking war, to be in an absolute war with Jeff Jeff Horn, to uh, wash Adrian Broner, and and wash some other dudes. So Manny Pacquiao has showed us that he's still fighting at an elite level, but for some reason, he's dead to us. Keith Thurman just struggled mightily versus fucking Jose Luisito Lopez, <clears throat> who's been out of boxing for X amount of time. And Keith is coming in rusty, yeah, but Keith is supposed to be the guy that beat Sean Porter and beat Danny Garcia. So if you ask me, the guy who's, who's looked best in the last year to two years is clearly Manny Pacquiao. Um, I think Manny Pacquiao is going to be up for this. He's going to be ready for the fight. And, man, I'm I'm feeling like, you know, if them odds is looking heavily in favor of Thurman, I'm going to put me some dough down on Keith, on the Usyk Usyk. He's the goods, like R.C. says. And like R.C. said, I was like, you know, I was laying low in the weeds. The, the, the skeptics were out. I wasn't sure about him. I'm like, is this what, what's going on here? This, this is something I've never seen before. But he has a mean streak, and we've seen the footage with him versus Joe Joyce, where he beat up Joe Joyce. You know, they were going at it, at it. And with Deontay Wilder being 209 pounds coming into a heavyweight fight, and dropping arguably the biggest heavyweight in the division twice, you know. You over 200 pounds, you over 200 pounds, man. I think that's one thing boxing had right from the start of it all. You know, Anthony Joshua, you, this would be the how could he beat someone that massive, but we just seen a fat boy drop that big, you know, statue of a guy. So I think Usyk is going to be very interesting at this division. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to be interested to see what Usyk does. I do predict Usyk being a problem. And I'm not sure who will, who will be able to beat him. Not sure. I guess we'll discuss that later. On to Canelo, quickly here now. I just want to say, Canelo, I I I I see I see what you're doing, bro. You know, I see I see your trends. I see your patterns. Now, Willa, do you have the box rack up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the box rack up. Okay. So, my my theory, and this is me not putting any thought to this, but I take it about two years ago in between two fights at his regular division, Canelo then went up to fight Julio Cesar Chavez. Now, can you look at the point where where, from where Canelo fought, what was the fight before Julio Cesar Chavez and what was that fight, wait, was that fight sanctioned at? It was uh, Liam Smith at uh, Super Welterweight at 154. He fought Chavez okay, at Okay, what was the one before right? that? The one before no, that I was think he fought the, Chavez uh, at like... At Canelo Way. No, I believe he fought Chavez. I thought he, he fought, fought Chavez at damn near like 160-something. Yeah, let's see. I mean, we can look it up, event, bounce. But 
Let, let me not hold it up too long because I know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to hold it up too I long. thought it was that Canelo. I just get but to he fought Khan. He fought Khan before that at middleweight. Okay, then he Khan at middleweight? Yeah, Khan <laughs> for the WC. Okay. W- WC. Uh, yeah, Khan, Khan, Khan at middleweight. Time? Did Khan have a belt Here's at that the point I'm he No, he just he just he just came off of he just came off of giving Miguel Cotto that work. So of course, like I always say, when you give somebody work, go ahead and fight somebody for big bucks at middleweight for a belt. Here, here's the point I'm getting to. Let me do it quick because I'm holding it up. Um, I feel like there's a cycling pattern in Canelo. There was a time when Canelo had fought his fight. Uh, Damn, I can't. Who did he fight? I think it was after Cotto. And then he like took like two fights kind of off where he went up in weight, and he got. That's when you start seeing him pictures with no neck. But he was he was fighting bullshit fights like the Chavez Junior uh-huh. fight. You know what I mean? The Liam Chavez Smith. Jr. Yeah, he went up. up at, yeah. He went up and fought Liam Smith. Yeah. And Chavez. And then Jr. like Chavez Junior. Okay, two bullshit fights, no real sanctioning, just exhibitions, and then uh-huh. he came back down to his and back down on down to his real weight, right? So my theory is this: this is Canelo cycling because in those two fights, Canelo was coming in at 160, still ripped, versus Chavez Jr. had lost nothing as far as speed and accuracy, but only 160 pounds, looking like a fucking lumberjack. I, I theorize that you see that again. This is why he's like, fuck Triple G. I don't want none of that 160 real smoke with him. Let me get on my cycle again. Shoot up here uh-huh. to 168. Shoot up here to 168. Get on my shit. Fuck up this cat. Maybe, maybe or maybe not. Maybe I just need one cycle and come on back down to Triple G real quick. But this is this nigga pattern, homie. And I know it for, I don't know it for a fact. Mm. Let me not speak so strongly. Let me not speak so strongly. But I theorize, and I think it's a pattern. I think he, uh, he's going to go up. This fight with Kovalev, he's not going to fight at 160 again. He's going to go up here and fight at some crazy ballooned weight and just uh, do some kind of exhibition. Kovalev, this is why you're hearing those type of names. Beat him up. Go up get there, the get on the shit, get bigger, stronger, get the belt, and then come on back down. But you're going to see them big and ripped between here. And now, since I'm pointing this out early, we'll be able to really examine it when the time comes. Enough said. No, that's, hey, that's a good theory there. Hey, I'm never I'm never the one to, to think that my favorite athlete is not on the juice. You know, you just got to let's see how smart he is. But, hey, you might be right. It looks like he goes up. Comes back down. When he does go up, he's pretty ripped. So we'll see how that is, man. Let's take it, take it to Janelle to wrap us up. Janelle, we got a little three, little three little topics, man. No, talk about the Usyk. I know you said that's a spit in the face to all the heavyweights. Canelo versus yeah, Kovalev. And when will will oh, we see Can- Manny with his with his body testing? Without the body testing. Uh, Canelo versus Kovalev. I mean. I know what Canelo sees in Kovalev because, like, Andre Ward exposed that he don't like body shots. And Canelo's a pretty good body puncher, one of the best in boxing. And, and, and 
I think that's what he sees. And he sees that if he attacks that body, he can break Kovalev down. Uh, I think Cano's a better body puncher than even Andre Ward. I mean, I mean, uh, of course you do. That's definitely what Canelo sees in Kovalev because you know I'm saying Ward has exposed it. You know, what I mean, he doesn't like it to the body. No one thought that he would be able to stop Kovalev, and that's what he did. And you know I mean, a body shot is what it is the key to Kovalev and, 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 and as Canelo's game. Uh, what's the other fight you mentioned? Uh, you mentioned um. As far as Uzik, I mean, yeah, like this heavyweight out there that's been like, have been grinding, and, and this guy hasn't even fought a heavyweight yet, but he's already a mandatory challenger. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's good for the heavyweight division because heavyweight division is like really on fire right now, and adding him is definitely going to bring some spunk into the division even more. But I mean, come on, man, he hasn't even fought there yet. He's a he's a mandatory he's a mandatory challenger. That's not cool. That's not. I mean, that's. That's just ridiculous if you ask me. But I'm dying to see how he does a heavyweight. Uh, Uzik, I'm dying to see how he does a heavyweight. I mean, I mean, he's a very skilled guy, and I want to see if he can really uh, bring his power up there and bring his and bring the stamina up there at heavyweight and see how he do with extra weight. Uh, there was one more thing you mentioned also. What was that thing again? Oh, Pacquiao, oh, uh, Vada Tessin. Uh there's no body testing from what I read about earlier, but nice and yeah. There's no no. There's no body testing, but they're they're doing some body style testing. Oh, okay, okay. So that uh, means it's probably nothing. The ones that get paid off. Yeah, 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 yeah that probably yeah. means nothing. Yeah, could so be. Who, who is this advantage? <laughs> who gets the advantage on this with this body style testing? Thurman Pacquiao well, has no advantage. If Pacquiao's allowed to use his shit, man, I mean, I, I mean, at forty years old, I, I, you know, what I'm saying, I, I don't think Pacquiao is more athletic than uh, Thurman. But if he can, I mean, uh, I think Thurman's still catching. I think he sleeps Pacquiao in this fight. I think he still sleeps Pacquiao, even though he didn't look good his last fight. But I just think he sleeps Pacquiao. If he catches him, he sleeps him. You know I mean, yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll I'll run it down for myself. As far as Usyk and the WBO, I saw a lot of people there a little upset with that. Um, you know, when you're the uh, undisputed champion, you know, WBO owes you some favors. Hey, I'm going to drop this belt. I'm not going to hold it up, but I'm going to do that with with uh with in mind that y'all are going to hook me up when I when I come to heavyweight to make this happen. Like I said, we've seen him fight Joe Joyce who's out there knocking boys out. Um yeah, I think Usyk might be the real deal. We'll see. We'll see how good he is very soon. As far as the Canelo Kovalev fight, I love. I love to hear stuff like this. Canelo trying to make make more history, go up there and get another belt. Watch uh, Kovalev the Crusher, who I, you know, a guy who I like, but we, like everybody said, he can't handle the body work. And we know Canelo has this hybrid Mexican slash American style. But the Mexican part is that he goes to that body very, very nicely. So I like what I hear with that, man. Get Canelo get another belt and go down as the Mexican goat. Uh, Manny Pacquiao Thurman with the testing. I've already, as this fight gets closer and closer, you know, I think I'm with JP. I'm seeing it more. It might be more of a 50-50 fight with the way that Thurman's been looking. And if, if Manny can get any 
any kind of help, this might put him over the edge. I think Keith is the betting favorite. Uh, I might try to put some money on Manny Pacquiao with this fight, especially with this Vada style. And I got my fingers up in uh, air quotes, Vada style testing. Uh, but we'll see how that goes, man. But I think that's where we're going to end it, man. RC, anything you got with for us before we get out of here? Uh, not much, man. Um, probably just going to – oh, no, I do have something, but I'll save it for Sunday. I'll just give the people a snippet of what it's going to be. RC's personal theory of what happened with Vladimir Klitschko and that burning yacht that was in recent headlines moving forward. I'll give you guys the full details coming on Sunday. All right. JP, um, any feature episodes that we should be looking for from the fat, the relatively fat, uh, fat and black podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm going to probably come at you tomorrow, run down these NBA awards and what Andre Iguodala had to say. So check for that relatively fat and black podcast. Uh, check for that tomorrow, man. That's a drop. At what time? For sure, for sure. Ju- At what time tomorrow? Uh, uh, probably about 7.30 Pacific. I know that's late your way, Janelle. I mean, send me a reminder because I'm, I'm usually always up, but just send me a reminder just to. That's p.m. That's well, p.m. That's p.m. Sometimes, well, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, just send me a reminder tomorrow. Uh, remind me because I, I definitely got to tune into one of them. Yeah, yeah, Janelle be up. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Janelle be up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Hey, Janelle, anything before we get out of here? Hey, like I said last week, man. Hey, what would the show be without me, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm the what would the, the show be without a guy that snores on the on? <laughs> Be snoring, be talking about you doing two things at one time. I don't know what he's talking about. But hey, man, we love you on the I show, man. That was, yeah, that was Janelle. But uh, y'all hey, man, that's what we're gonna. Y'all, y'all clowns. That's on where, me. hey, that, hey, yeah, that's where nah, we're gonna end it, man. We, we've got we've got some all right fights. Comey versus Beltran might be a good one. We'll see what Andrade can do with Selecki. Charlo's going to KO, and we know that for sure. And we'll be back Sunday to uh, break all, all the fights down. Uh, RC going to hold us down on Sunday and host the show. So we'll see y'all on Sunday, man. Share, comment, do all that good stuff. Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek Show. We out. Peace.